0: Hello, this is John Cronin in Invent Anything. Welcome to episode five, Types of Creativity three. We're gonna be talking today about continuous improvement thinking. We'll cover the first topic of the history and the theory of continuous improvement thinking. And then in topic two, we'll give you some tools and examples, and then as usual, we'll wrap up. Get started as before, we'll talk about the audience. For those that like to facilitate, well, this is for you. For those individuals that like to do things uh, and be very productive individually, these tools are very, very useful for you. Also, very useful and, and unique to add this information into reports. And for that secret facilitator, once again, to be able to guide conversations using these thinking tools. But unlike all the other creativity tools we've talked about before, as we start to head into improving things and making things work, it's likely this is not good for kids or teachers or for marketing. Now this is to say that uh, children and teachers and marketing folks, not that they can't improve anything, but this is generally headed towards the technical direction of making things work. Children have lots of ideas, but when you ask them how to make them, they're very, very difficult. This is a very, very good session for those inventors or engineers who want to make things work and anyone who needs new ideas to work. So let's talk about topic number one, history and theory. I don't know if you recall, but in episode two, we talked about novelty versus operability. As things became sort of uh, more and more and more operable, they tended to shift from being impossible to easy. And as things went from wild to normal, so if I have my y-axis where I had very wild ideas, Uh, at the top of my y-axis and my x-axis was nearly impossible, I'd have these starting ideas, correct, where they'd be kind of wild. But over time, we'd move down uh, towards more normal and easy ideas. And we talked about that maturing, starting from some starting point and being mature. Uh, And then we talked about uh, how even a lead pencil might have been a wild idea with the people that were just using Quill pens. But continuous improvement... It is just like this, it starts at some place and it becomes more mature, becoming more operable, more easy, more normal to remember. Continuous improvement thinking though, for the first topic here, history and theory, is what does it all fit in, in the scheme of things? Well, first of all, continuous improvement thinking was a term that we had to actually make up. This idea of continuous improvement thinking is not a term of normal art. So you'll only find this uh, for where IP Capital and myself were involved. Uh, we had to make up these terms as we had made up many other terms over our 24-year history. Invention on demand or IP landscape or IP scan, even IP consultant. These are the kind of terms that we made up as the industry matured. But let's talk about where does continuous improvement fit in. If you kind of think about an idea line where it starts off at some unconscious level, coming up with an idea you don't even understand it yet, but then it pops number two into your conscious and it's very vague. We talked about that in associative thinking. And then you can start to verbalize the ideas and have a seed idea to start with. And then at some point down the road, you find out that you have a lab engineering book, some disclosure, maybe patents and prototypes and development. And then it goes into production and marketing and people use it. So call that the idea line. And what we found was there was a very delicate stage between moving from the unconscious idea and the conscious vague idea to the verbalized ideas to the seed of an idea. But there seemed to be this place, this This place that was opened up where many didn't know how to start to get from the seed of an idea to that first sort of lab entry book. And so that's what we call continuous improvement. It's the place where if you don't do continuous improvement thinking, many great ideas get dismissed because of the seed of the idea is felt that it won't work. Sometimes it gets dismissed because it's a not invented here syndrome or the idea is not clear or it's really not understood by everybody. So what really happens here in continuous improvement thinking is it creates these seed ideas and moves them to the next level so everybody can understand how they work. And this is so important because in creativity sessions, we have lots of post-it notes and lots of ideas, but most of them don't go forward because people don't think they can make them enabled or operable, which is our next episode. So today we're gonna talk about continuous improvement thinking and talk about how we move from that seed idea to something that really works. There's a great example of this historically. You can find uh, a great series by James Burke, the BBC broadcaster. Uh, Since 1978, he had the Connections sequence of 10 movies and then later on the day the universe changed. You can get these on Kindle for $12 or I'm told that they're on YouTube now. But Connections took kind of a interdisciplinary approach to the history of science and it demonstrated how various discoveries, scientific achievements if you will, Uh, and even world events were built from one to the next to the next successively. He showed, for instance, how a French wine bottle by Napoleon led to space shuttle boosters. So this shows continuous improvement thinking in action over history. We all do stand on the shoulders of uh, other inventors, of course. But of course, continuous improvement thinking can be done much smaller than that. We can view it much smaller than that. So if you take a paintbrush to go to a roller brush, to go to a, a spray painter, you can see evolution occurring going from one dimension to two dimensions and multi-dimensions. Even a comb went to the brush, went to the rotating brush. So continuous improvement thinking over many years, uh, you do go from one device to the next to the next or one improvement to the next. So it is pretty normal, correct, over history, over a smaller period of time that continuous improvement thinking works. We are just talking about that time between the seed of an idea that you get out of a creative session or a creative output and how to move it forward and not dismiss it. Well, the high-level process for the history and the theory of continuous improvement thinking on this first topic is that, first of all, the process almost always starts at a vague place, and then you can define the idea in a very crisp way, maybe write it down for the group, or maybe make sure that everybody understands the same idea the same way, and then point out the limitations of the idea. But here's the trick. If you point out all the limitations, you'll never get anywhere. You can point out multiple limitations of the the new idea, but you have to start with one limitation. And by overcoming each limitation and then going over through each limitation each time, the idea tends to be much more workable. So there's a golden rule here that basically says that all ideas really can be made workable. Uh, Ideas are not put into your mind if they couldn't be made workable. Uh, You'd have to hang around me, I guess, for a while to see that to be true. Um, You might not believe that, but almost every idea that you come up with you can make comparable. So here's an example. Suppose the first idea is that we should have cars that never crash. This example I'm gonna give you is an example that I've used for over 20 years. So we should have cars that never crash. Well, then the limitation is, how are we gonna ensure they don't collide? So an improvement to that idea is that we should put barriers between all the lanes and that would certainly stop these cars from crashing, but the limitation would be, well, then how are we gonna switch lanes? So another improved idea is, why don't we have a barrier like an electrical strip, let the cars read that electrical strip, and so when you move over, um, the the car would vibrate or shake and not allow you to move over. We feel that this improvement of idea to idea to idea with the limitations, if done just very systematically and very slowly with teams or yourself, you can make any idea come more to life and to be improved. So we're gonna move on to topic two then and talk about some tools and examples of continuous improvement thinking. We're going to be talking about our first tool, Action Owner Date. Very simple tool, easy to use, very powerful. We'll move then to tool number two, which is input-output. Then to tool number three, which is brain writing. Uh, This is great with groups. And then tool number four, Scamper, as we talked about Alex Osborne had invented Scamper. We'll talk about that and give an example. And then we'll talk about a tool that we invented at IP Capital called Opposites, which leveraged the sort of critical thinking of all the engineers we work with. And we found it's best to use their critical thinking to actually help us continuously improve a new idea. So let's go to the topic number tool, tools and examples. And let's talk about the first one, action owner date. And really this is a takeoff of that very simple tool we used in episode three, where we use divergence with the lists. And the simplest way to do this is to just make a list of improvements with action owner date so you can plan ahead the continuous improvement thinking. So each idea is translated from vague to potential ideas uh, with improvements uh, over time with an action, owner, or date. And the way this works is suppose you want to do continuous improvement thinking on an idea like creating a wristband that distributes hand sanitizer. And it was a recent idea I had for COVID because I'm always using a little bottle to uh, wipe my hands. And I thought, why not have that bottle with me? And then I thought, well, I don't have a, a wristband that has little pockets or something. And I could punch it and it would have uh, the ability to dispose some sanitizer right there. So if I start off with maybe an Excel, which is a great way to do this, I have three columns, action, owner, date, and I'm just using this to write things down. So in the first row I say, why don't I create some drawings and text? I'm gonna create a Ziploc bag, I'm gonna fill it with the sanitizer, I'm gonna cut it, I'm gonna heat it to close, I'm gonna uh, wrap it as a bander with some tape, and then I'm gonna put some very fine slices in the plastic, so that upon pressure, it will perforate in the direction I want. I'm going to do that this weekend and that's me. But the second thing is uh, for the action, I'm going to give it to my children to test out during the day. The owners of that will be the kids and I want them to do it while they're shopping, not in school. And after that, number three is I'll get some feedback and evaluate the bands and I'm going to do that when they get back from shopping and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to assess number four an action to feedback for the difficulties, listing those key problems. And I'm gonna do that right after the weekend and I'm gonna loop through this. Now, simple enough, right? This is just a plan for continuous improvement thinking. And you'll be surprised by putting this in Excel to start off an idea how you can insert rows or delete rows or create an action checklist. But really it's planning on how to improve something. Why don't we move to the second tool, which is a little bit more, uh, I would say uses more creative thinking, if you will. So in Topic tool, Tools and Examples, we'll do tool number two called Input-Output. This tool is a lot like Morphological Matrix uh, as a convergent tool. And we discussed this in episode two uh, in Associative Thinking uh, in episode four. It combines Morphological Matrix and Associative Thinking. And this is used to make improvements based upon where you are and where you wanna go. And what you do is you create four boxes, one labeled Input, Bridge the Gap, and Output, and put those at the bottom left to right, input, bridge the gap, and output. And above the bridge the gap, put a box called specification. And what happens is the group diverges in a list of inputs and specifications. And we'll give you an example of this. And then the group works together to take an input and a specification and come up with some idea to bridge the gap. And then what we'll do is list all those improvements as you go. Now, let's take the example in this uh, continuous improvement tool, uh, input, output, to improve a car. And let's go into the input box and diverge some things we're gonna do to improve a car window. And so someone may say, let's use the solar energy as one of the inputs. How about the dashboard? Let's get that involved in the input somehow. Let's use the passing indicators around the mirrors that you're about to pass somebody uh, and you can see it flash saying don't pass as a car either on your left or your right and you can see those in your mirrors. And let's just say the specifications that diverge as well like easy to use is and make it almost automatic as a specification of our improved car window and making sure it doesn't consume a lot of power and always keeping safety in mind. We'll diverge a set of these specifications. So now what we do is we choose an input and choose a specification that seems to go with that input. So we're gonna choose use solar energy, but we're gonna combine it with low power consumption. You see how we're using associative thinking here, using solar energy and low power consumption to improve car window. And the thought immediately comes to mind, why don't we use some sort of photo gray concept? So why don't we as an output now, you know, to bridge that gap right in the output, developing a driver's side window with photo gray where the window gets darker as the sun comes out. So we're improving our car window, using the input of solar, using the specification of low power consumption, bridging the gap with photo gray, and then coming up with an output. But now we want to do more, continuously improve this even more So in the same set of lists of inputs and specifications, we say, let's use passing indicators as one of the inputs. And why don't we choose the specification keeping safety in mind? And then we're recognizing when we're thinking about safety and passing indicators that the photo gray may get so dark that we might not see the blinking lights on the mirrors for safety when a car goes by. So why don't we use bridge the gap with the pick and a pick idea? Now, why don't we take the photo gray and make it less photo gray in in a region of of the car window so that we actually can see the indicator lights on the side view mirrors. So this is improving the idea again. Now for every input and every specification we continually build to improve that car window we began with. Very powerful tool. Note that this technique leverages both associative thinking and this morphological matrix we talked about but it does it in small leaps. This third tool is really great and it's great for introverts, it's called brain writing. And uh, on the top of two tools and examples, tool number three, brainwriting, we're gonna make improvements based upon the starting points. This particular tool produces large volumes of ideas and also huge amounts of improvement. So it starts off with each person is handed a paper. Let's say it has three columns and n rows, call it 10 rows. And what we do is we pass out to the group each of the papers. So each person has one. And we ask the people to basically fill out on the first row going from left to right, three improvements to the idea we're working on. Now imagine if I have five people, that's 15 improvements right there. Once they do that, then they take the papers and exchange it to the right. So now the first person sends it to the second person and the second person then looks at that top row from the first person and they're asked to improve each one of those ideas by going down into the next row. And this continues and the swapping continues. So what's happening here is it's very highly productive. If I have five people, that starts with 15 ideas, three columns, so we have a huge amount of improved ideas now. And this usually takes about 15 minutes. And it's very slow as you go from more and more rows because the person has to read the first row, the second row, and the third row, or fourth row before they could even make an improvement. So let's let's try this. How might we uh, use brain writing? So why don't we take uh, three people and just do three swaps, and why don't we talk about how might we stop pollution? And my first person decides, as they think about it, in the first row, column one, two, and three, they say, why don't we recycle plastics? Why don't we make a smartphone easy to dispose? And why don't we create a disposable battery manager somehow? We pass it to the second person, and what we're gonna do is look at the results now of all three people. So instead of talking about what each person does, We'll actually talk about each column by itself. So in the first cycle of recycling plastic, a person improved it, person number two, by saying, why don't we label plastic for ease of disposal? It's a very uh, sort of sound idea that we should know how we're gonna uh, recycle. But then the third person looks at how to label plastics for ease of disposal and has to improve that. And they say, why don't we put a barcode on the recyclable so we can quickly look it up on the internet to know what it is. In the second column, make a smartphone easy to dispose, the second person said, that's a pretty good idea, but why don't we have an operating system app that allows me to hit the button and automatically put my phone up for sale on a resale marketplace. The third person who looked at that said, well, why don't we take that and do it one thing better? Because I'm always worried about cleaning my phone off. So we'll have an operating system app that basically disposes or erases everything from my phone uh, once I found a buyer. So in this way, I have a smartphone, easy to dispose with the market in place with the, a way to dispose the data. On the disposable battery manager, the second person said, when I look at that, I'm not quite sure what it is. So they decided to take in the direction because they used to be a coin collector. Why don't we create a coin collector type of storage? You remember we had the pennies by year in the little cases. So wanna create a sort of case that we can put the batteries in. And then another person looks at that and says, well, why don't we make a storage like a banker box so the batteries can dispose separately as a group. So now what happens is I have a banker's box type storage and I basically recycle it all at one point. This would certainly make it easy to recycle because I'm I'm making it more efficient, but it will probably even make sure that I'm not just throwing my batteries in the trash. Notice here that we're doing continuous improvement thinking in both directions. We're literally improving it from left to right. Recycle plastics, make smartphones easy to dispose, create a disposal battery manager, but we're also improving it in the direction of each row by going from recycling plastics to putting barcodes, for instance, on the recyclable itself. Brainwriting, very powerful example. So I can't say enough about how really valuable this is with groups. The next tool and example for topic two is Scamper. As we had mentioned before that Alex Osborne, when we talked about the inventor of brainstorming, basically also created some creativity tools. This is a great tool and uses a way to direct, as we talked about directing uh, divergence and directing associative thinking. So substitute, combine, adapt, modify. Put to other uses, eliminate, rearrange, or reverse. That's spell Scamper. Substitute, combine, adapt, modify. Put to other uses, eliminate, rearrange. That's S C A M P E R. So we're going to take that now, and we're going to try in topic two of this uh, uh, tool number four how to use Scamper. So we're going to ask the question: How do we improve an umbrella? So to substitute, we might think about taking the cap of the umbrella and make it very, very hard so to be useful as a cane. In other words, make it kind of rubbery and hard so it doesn't slip. When I want to think about combining, maybe I could take the handle and create a sort of formable rubber to improve the grip. Maybe adapt, I can make a, an umbrella that can open full or open 50%. Maybe that would be very useful in cities when lots of people have umbrellas. Well, we could modify by making the shaft expandable. Maybe it has a high and a medium and low setting. Put to other uses, well, this is kind of fun. We could have the umbrella be defense, We all see Batman's penguin, uh, turn that into a gun. Or we could use the eliminate, create various skins uh, to eliminate the original color. So I get my basic umbrella and it comes with four or five skins or I can buy skins to put over the umbrella to have it sort of one umbrella, but I can have it for three different seasons. And then reverse. Maybe I actually have the umbrella collapse inside of a tube instead of pulling it down around the sides. So the last tool we wanna to talk about on topic two is the opposites tool. This tool we actually created in IP Capital because we spent so much time working with engineers and technical people, and we recognize that a lot of these tools take some time to buy in. And we recognized almost immediately that engineers and technical people have huge backgrounds in critical thinking. They can tell you why something doesn't work so quickly. So we decided why not use that? So to sort of set this up, we created a list Uh, with two columns, first column says opposite, next column is reconstruction. And what we do is we set the idea up and then we list how to make the idea worse. Usually five or 10 is okay. And we can play around with this. We can have ideas that uh, make it worse just a little bit or make it almost impossible. And what we try to do next is we take each idea in the opposite column and try to reverse that and improve it because the opposite of an opposite gets you back to an improvement. This is a great tool for those people that are really critical thinkers because they can easily list what's wrong with something and then they can leverage that. It's a divergence tool to essentially list all the things wrong with something. So why don't we start off with the new idea here and why don't we say we wanna help dry erase markers and we wanna help them from drying out. So let's list some things that would make it worse. Why don't we ship the markers without any fluid in it? Why don't we have a cap that's such a poor seal it will leak? Why don't we have a whiteboard that will suck the ink out? Why don't we have the body of the pen uh, really exposed so the ink can evaporate really quickly? Why don't we have the cap and make it such that it sucks the ink out, uh, which is not a good thing. You'd want it to stay in the body of the pen. Why don't we just put a really small amount of felt inside? And that would have almost zero wick so it wouldn't come out. Even better. Why don't we put inside the ink, put an alcohol-based system so it evaporates so quickly that it dries and doesn't even stay on the board? Uh, why don't we have a drying agent or increase exposure of the tip area so it evaporates really quickly? So uh, look at there. I have ten or so ways to make my dryer race marker worse. I wanted to make it so it wouldn't dry out, and I reversed it by filling in the column of all the opposites. out to make sure they always dry out? Now we play this game. We go down and try to pick one of the opposites and turn it around. So let's talk about the cap and the poor seal. Well, to turn that around, why don't we have sort of the cap be a seal? Why don't we have some sort of ink fluid bag and somehow make the cap part of the added ink? So we have a felt ink heavily in the cap, so it's we have another source of the ink. Uh, why don't we look at the whiteboard? That's a kind of how do we make our dry erase marker from not drying out immediately made us think of why don't we have a whiteboard that's kind of like a Magna Doodle, whereby you have a pen that writes over a kind of board that produces, that's a magnetic pen that pulls the magnetic filings up. We've seen these as a kid. How about a small amount of felt? Well, why don't we have sort of the felt to be retractable and have it a way that the the cap itself, once again, can replenish the felt. Finally, what what we could do is sort of have a, the body of the pen always exposed, maybe we pick that and say, maybe there's a way to create kind of a a transparent region in the body of the pen, so we can actually see how much ink is left. And then, and by doing that, we will know when it's gonna run out. So these are all ways of helping us make sure that our markers don't dry out. I don't know how many times as a person using whiteboards, I take my markers and find out that they don't work anymore. Uh, there has to be a better way, Have has to be a better system. By the way, I could tell you I've been using this particular example of dry erase markers for over 20 years as well, and I was not surprised at all to see that some of these inventions actually have come to fruition. I remarked one time that uh, when I bought some dry erase markers, there it was, a transparent window that I could see how much ink was left. So the opposites tool. So in wrapping up, we talked about types of creativity, number three, continuous improvement thinking. We talked about topic one, the history and the theory. We talked about the novelty and operability issue and why we invented continuous improvements to begin with. And then we said, well, where does it fit in? And we recognize it fits in at these sort of seed of an ideas, but before the real work begins. And there's great examples of continuous improvement thinking over history like James Burke and Connection Series, or even just simple things that improve over time over 10 or 20 years, like the paintbrush, to a roller brush, to a spray paint pump. We talked about five different tools. The first tool, Action Owner, Date, very simple tool to plan invention, to plan improvement. And then two, Input Output, a great example of how to use some creative associative thinking to use inputs and specifications to get bridging the gap to outputs. Brainwriting, super tool, highly productive, number three. Great with introverts as well. Let three or four or five people work for 15 to 20 minutes to come up with 45 or 50 or 60 ideas, all improved in directions in multiple ways. Scamper is a creativity tool for sure, but it's all based upon ways of improving around an idea. And then finally, the opposites tool, which takes advantage of critical thinking, Uh, very useful for engineers and technical people. Well, this has been a lot of time devoted to continuous improvement thinking. We recognize it's very, very valuable and important. We're gonna move in our next episode to really get to the heart of the matter of inventing. So since we've continuous improve ideas, these ideas, as we've mentioned, are, are at a place that it's time that maybe we can enable them. So when we talked about, for instance, say, a dry erase pen that has a window in it to see the fluid, maybe that is pretty easily enabled. But as you get towards other ideas we talked about, like the battery charger box for disposing, there needs to be some more thinking about that. And then there are some ideas that need even further thinking. So moving directly from continuous approved ideas to enabled ideas, we'll talk about basically what enablement is and is it really in the eye of the beholder or the judge to say, does the idea work or not? And this is a vast subject area for enablement that goes from how inventors go to the next level, maybe in their notebooks to prototypes, or how patent attorneys actually help enable it, uh, which is one of the requirements of getting a patent. So this is John Cronin from Invent Anything. Have a great day, and please try to continue to prove any ideas that you're working on.